For the upsizers, the growing brood, Googling double buggies, recipes for organic baby food, for all those losing sleep and gaining greys, DIY jobs for days, for how to work the car seat, nurseries near my street, that cartoon pig on repeat, for every family who wants a great deal. Choose Talk Talk this January and get 30% off unlimited fixed price fibre. Now just £23.50 a month for 24 months. And it comes with our game-changing Wi-Fi hub for our strongest signal yet. Talk Talk, fairer broadband for everyone. Offer in 7th of February, T's and C's apply. I'm sorry, are you addressing me? Because your authority is not recognized in Fort Kickass. <laughs> Hashtag NMS for our 100th episode, and I could not be more excited. That's why I'm speaking so loud because I'm very pumped out this episode. So it's myself, Dr. Bones, and my partner in crime, the guitarist. Everybody wishes they were Mike Five. What's happening, Mike? Good evening. I am also pumped, man. I am seriously excited about tonight. We've got a fantastic show. I cannot believe we've done 100 episodes of New Music, or we will have done by the end of this, 100 episodes of New Music Saturday. That is quite insane to be honest with you i think uh, i think when you texted me a few years ago and said hey do you want to co-host this show i never imagined it would go <laughs> i know eh? I mean... it's absolutely brilliant can't wait so i'm excited and we've got some amazing guests so, and exactly know, so we're gonna start off with our first guest uh not a stranger to the, to the show at all and a great musician welcome back ill-advised thanks for having me Man, Harry, man, you've done so much for the show. You've been so good to us over over the years, and we we can't thank you enough. I mean, between the intro, which everybody knows, that that beginning intro, that that's all that's all Harry, and uh, 
just giving us the, the premieres of, of the very first single off Les Yeux, which we played last week, which we'll get to uh, uh, very shortly. And when he gave us the, the beginning, uh, the both uh, um, sides to the masochist, which was just, a, 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 my God, I get <laughs> That was a, just a fantastic <laughs> album. There, there's not enough good things I can say about that album. But uh, we're, we're so happy to have you back and talking uh, welcome, uh, talking to you about the new song and the third upcoming album. Oh, it's awesome to be back. Thanks for, for listening and for having me on. So, I mean, for, first off, Harry, uh, you had discussed, well, you you'd posted online that uh, the Lizia will be essentially part of a trilogy between uh, Highway Divide and Masochist and this one. Now, uh, that being said, you, you can already tell the evolution and you've already gone another different direction with this one. Now, over the years, uh, um, with this idea in mind, what kind of gave you the, 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 the I could say, say the drive to kind of just make it almost completely different than the last one, but still kind of work at the same time? Um, well, I guess I'd have to go back to why I started this. I actually started ill-advised when I was like 16 years old and it used to be in high school, it was a band. So it was like, you know, that sort of thing. I still wrote everything, but it was a band. And over the years I kept trying and failing to put together bands. And after the sixth or seventh, you know, incarnation of that around 2014, I just, I had basically, a. I'm, I don't know if some people know this. I actually had a scholarship to music school. So, um, so around that time I was taking a production class and we had to pick an album and analyze it. And so I ended up picking the downward spiral and I wrote like a 95 page paper where I analyzed all the, you know, the stereo fields and all the instrumentation and the arrangements and everything and the production techniques. And that's kind of, uh, through my research, I had just kind of gotten into Nine Inch Nails around like 2012 or so. Um, and uh, he said, you know, he Trent said he had the choice between either do it himself or give up. And that's kind of where I made the decision. I'm like, you know what? You know, it started from like the drummer wouldn't show up at a gig. So I play drums and sing or the guitar player was like, he got a new girlfriend. So he didn't want to come to practice. So it was like, OK, I'll just play guitar. And I just figured, well, I'm already doing all this. So I might as well just go with it. So Parkway was created with the intent that it would be kind of like a Trent Reznor, do everything in the studio and then get a live band. And I did that for the first tour, for the Summer Nights tour. And then band imploded again, the live band this time. Um, So I just kind of said, you know what, between that and just the financials of the music industry, how it was becoming impractical to kind of, we actually had like, some offers to do some gigs in the UK and Germany around that time. And it was like, well, like I'd have to pay for it. And I didn't have like, you know, five, $10,000 to just head over there. So I just said, you know what, rather than put a band together, I could have produced, you know, some, something other people might not know is half a masochist was done before Parkway even came out. So I was working on two records at the same time. And Parkway was kind of a conscious choice to lean more toward that rock sound that I was very comfortable with. And it's very, there are a lot of references to, uh, you know, my influences, I guess. And Masochist just kind of felt like a natural progression. Um, So it hasn't really been like a conscious decision. It's just kind of like whatever. It's a combination of me feeling like I've exhausted a particular sound and also feeling like, you know, 
whatever external kind of pressures that are exerted on myself that right. that kind of also plays into it right on well you know well, you know uh uh it's, it's always interesting for that sort of thing just because i mean it, it can literally kind of kind of kind of come out of anywhere right i mean and and just just like how it happened with you i mean i'll, I'll not i wouldn't say tons of artists do that but there's certain things that kind of connect the dots meaning like uh they get um <clears throat> too complacent with the one sound they decide to change the only problem is is that change has got to be done we'll call it somewhat properly because we know how hard the critics are to make it sound good and kind of move on and not have people go okay well what's going on this is a this is too far out of left field but man i i welcome that change <clears throat> and from parkway device mascus uh it just mind-blowing just the just the, just the difference the fact that those two were being worked on roughly the same time uh, i just would not have expected that at all <clears throat> And just to go back to your Nine Inch Nails comment about not even kind of, well, kind of really getting into them about 2012, I kind of, I, I always liked the nails, but didn't really heavily get into them until uh, The Fragile came out, and I went to that tour. And oh, cool. man, that, that literally kind of changed me forever with with, with, the, with with nails, and just such a, such a, a gained, new gained respect for Trent Reznor and what he did, and what he kind of literally went through in that tour to get that tour done because a lot of people, I mean, it's, it is somewhat public knowledge, but he was rehabbing himself on that tour to get, finally get off the heroin. And like he, during, during intermission, he'd be backstage, like literally, uh, throwing up his guts. <laughs> but <Bro>. uh, <laughs> oh, I know it's kind of gross, but it, it's true. And we're, 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 uh, relating here. So it's kind of like the six degrees, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, no, I'm not taking the piss out of you. I shouldn't be taking the piss out of Trent Reznor. He's a fucking legend, but you know, I'm, I'm just in that kind of jovial spirit this evening. <laughs> um, Harry, may I ask you uh, one uh, sort of sensible question and one silly question? Sure. Cool. <laughs> Only because um, so the, no, we'll do the sensible one first, and then I'll justify the silly one. Um, so the sensible question is, uh, I absolutely adore uh, the new tracks that you've sent us through so far uh, for this uh, upcoming album. Can you tell us a bit about this then? Uh, you see, tell us about, obviously, the, the context and the, the framing, but actually doing this and recording it and writing it, what was going through your head? Like, what, what made you go, these are the ones, and do them kind of thing? For this record or for all? For, for this one. I mean, we got a sense of the others when we interviewed you before, but we can always um, uh, go back to some of people didn't hear it. But, yeah, just, yeah. Well, for, for this record, um, gosh, see, well, I always play things, as you've probably known. I remember one of the first questions Bone, Bones asked me was, what is Summer Nights about? And I gave, like, some really, like... Oh, my God, yes. Kind of answer that you know i would not give you guys a direct answer but um luzio was kind of um it was a very difficult record to make and I, as bones alluded to it is a double album so there i'm and i'm not sure i, I can't remember what i've actually told people publicly and what i haven't because i've been so in that mode but <laughs> this is Adult, a 24-track album split into three eight-track LPs. So this is just the first installment of, like, I figured rather than go away for, like, three years and finish this record, I'd kind of try and moderate in terms of what people want nowadays, which is, like, we don't want to... No one wants to listen to records anyway, so I figured, okay, like, a 30-minute sort of thing would work. Um, so this these will all be part of a, like, kind of... A, think of it as, like, a three 
season TV series or something yeah, like that. Okay. So it, it will tell a story. The, this record start, picks off kind of where Masochist left off as well. So it becomes this kind of like double album told in three parts, but also connected to the first three records. And that was always my plan from the beginning. But this record kind of, um, cause I, I'm, I know you guys talked about this too. I was actually had a European tour booked last spring and I got really sick. Um, as a result, lost like 30 pounds and, you know, between the flu and we ate, I was basically out doing work in Salt Lake City and hepatitis A was going around and someone, when they were preparing the food, so I got super sick for like oh months. So that God. was part of it. So here I, yeah, it took me a long time to recover, but there was a ton of other personal life sort of things going on too. So I actually kind of, <clears throat> touring for Masochist was pretty, um, because I toured the New York City area, and it was just, a lot of people just didn't get it. Like, I would play, and people would be like, what the hell is this? Like, it was just that sort of, like, very combative vibe. So I kind of, after Masochist, I kind of felt like, well, you know what, I'm done. Like, I can't, I can't do this. And, like, I just, it's, I've burned out. It's, you know, I mean, I, I've been, behind the scenes, there have been a lot of, I wouldn't, I won't ever say that, which is why, you guys are so awesome. It's great to speak with people and have people listen to your music who get it because there's been from day one, a lot of people saying, what the hell are you doing? Give this up. It's, you know, Parkway was called a commercial failure. It was kind of like a lot of stuff that fed into this. So masochist was also this sort of reaction to like people thinking, you know, summer nights is one of those kind of middle of the road, alternative rock songs right. that people can kind of relate to. And then you listen to the record and people are like, okay, this isn't what we kind of thought. Like, why are you doing this weird kind of left of center stuff? Uh, so Masochist, I just decided, you know what? Screw you. I'm going to go super dark, like yeah. really dark, and just freak you all out. And I pretty much succeeded in yeah, alienating a lot of my fans. Lizia <laughs> <laughs> so, was kind of like, I figure when you go toward, at the end of Masochist, it was kind of that sort of like end of the world, atom bomb sample right. kind of a metaphor for our times with with little rocket man or whatever the heck yeah. you know we, we got going yeah. with well, in sure. the u.s with trump um yeah. uh -huh. so this was kind of like a where do you go after the end of the world and that's why this concept is kind of based more on a sort of spiritual kind of conceptual basis of kind of where do we go from here? Um, and there's a whole personal reason for that concept, which right. you guys right. can, I can talk about or cannot, whatever you that, guys want. That's totally but up to you. That's kind of, the, that's kind of the, the gist of how I got to this place, if that makes sense, in right. some weird, like, rambling also, way. <laughs> also here, that's, that's totally up to you. We're, we're not going to push on you one way or another. I mean, if you're comfortable, then fine. If not, it's all good. No worries. There's, there's... Um, yeah, Lizio one is, I'm actually related to saint Teresa of lisieux so not mother Teresa, but saint Teresa. she was a uh a saint and died in like the end of the 19th century uh, when she was like 24 um right. and they're the martans so we're related to them and then mother Teresa took her uh took her name just because she was really inspired by her but you know it kind of goes back to the concept of blessed and insane like is someone hearing voices from god or are they just crazy you know what part of it is mental illness versus an actual sort of like 
message, and that was kind of part of the theme of masochists. So, um, Lizia is kind of the story of someone for basically the life cycle of someone right. being born, right. growing up, and then dying. So each, so cheery as always, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so the first side of the record, um, Lucia one is, uh, kind of that concept of rebirth. So it's kind of this story of, in my mind, conceptually, what would happen if someone was being reincarnated or something. And it's kind of, you have these like kind of memories that are fading in or out. And the second record will be more of kind of like adolescence and that sort of thing. And the third one, the end of her life. So there are a lot of like, I always say I need to come up with like a really simple like explanation because I feel like I just go into these tangents. But well, um, but that, that's <laughs> that's part of it though. That's the whole part of uh, talking about your music is it doesn't matter you go into tangents. You don't necessarily need a simple explanation. You know, I mean, your music is you have reasons behind why you wrote it, why you made the whole thing. So going to a tangent, go for it, man. That's a part of it. You know, p- people have to kind of. Um, relax a little, not expect a quick, quick answer every single time. You no, know, a lot of times there's a lot of detail and story behind it, and that's what majority of people would think are interested in. Yeah, I, I, I think like part of the reason I love your music so much is because there's always that story and that background, and it becomes a piece of art rather than just like a, a quick, you know, here's a little bit of you know lollipop music. It's kind of like no, this is this is dark and dirty and grimy and rock and roll and kind of catchy. And there's a whole load of reasons why I'm saying what I'm saying, and I really like that. I think that makes it much more meaningful. But what I like is it works on both levels because if you just want to like sit down and listen to something and not think about it, you can put your tracks on. Well, maybe not all of them, but some, most of them. Right? <laughs> but if you just want to like. If you want to think about it, and you, you know, you want to have, you know, you, sometimes you want that with music. Quite often, you want that with music. You want that kind of, you want your brain to work. You know, music is something that you personally. I used to relax, but the, you know, I never really relaxed by just making my mind blank and shutting off. <laughs> I relax by going off and thinking about other things other than the shit I have to think about when people make me. That's why it's nice to have, you know, a story to listen to if you like. Um, you know, storytelling is innately a human thing, isn't it? So. Um, I, you know, I think I think there's um, real value in the fact that there's depth in the music. No, I, I I appreciate that. I, I you certain. I mean, we've kind of all talked about this on Twitter, and as Mike would say, my Twitter rants that kind <laughs> of uh, <laughs> the kind of idea of how music has generally shifted in the past what fifteen to twenty years toward this sort of single driven, hook driven. Not that hooks are bad, but it's just kind yeah. of, you know, I just it feels to me as if the art of songwriting has been lost on modern mainstream music, and that is incredibly disappointing, although not surprising. Because there, there's there's no sustenance to it, and I know exactly what you're talking about. That's why I, I generally don't I generally don't listen to mainstream radio at all. Period, just because of that reason alone. Once in a while, I might I might hear something when I'm at work. Uh, I don't want, kind of tune out most times, but it's one of those uh, stations that they, they play. We, we play seventies, uh, eighties, nineties, and whatever. So and eighties, whatever, and and it, it's 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 bad that even when I'm at work and once in a while when, when I'm listening and I'm listening to, to these the way the way the, the songs go together, I know it's computer generated, but it's like man, I could do such a better job. This this does not go right. I could make it sound so much better, you know. But I, that, that, that's just an ingrained thing for, from doing NMS. But point being is, no, I, I, I totally agree with you. And it just, 
Yeah, it, there, there's there's too much focus on let's be that one hit wonder and we're done because I mean they're just no real solid stuff. I mean you really have to kind of kind of scrape and look to, for for decent stuff that's actually got solid. Um, um, that's what I'm looking for. Soul. Solid. Uh, pardon. Soul. Music's missing yeah, soul. Thank you. Like, solid, you know, soul music, I think music. We, we we play 30, 40, 50 tracks a week that, that are full of soul, but. You know, music that you hear on, you know, 97% of the music you listen to is is, is um, uh, affiliated with one of three major record labels in the world. Um, and the vast majority of that um, is kind of soulless, in my opinion. So um, on that depressing note, <laughs> shall, shall, we, uh, shall we play a track and then I'll ask Harry one of my silly questions? Yes, we can. So we are going to play the first official single of Lisieux which uh, Harry was kind of sending that to us last week for its uh, world premiere. So here it is again, and it's a great tune. This is off the new album, Les Yeux, due out in February. This is Ill-Advised with Wound. Dig this. <laughs>
Right on. Ill-advised with Wound. And like I said last week, man, does does this song ever sound like early nails uh, uh, from Pretty Hate Machine? And I, I I commented that it actually does sound like, you know, and like kind of I want to. And it's such a great tune. I love the I love the lyrics, but I just love the, the composition, the organization of this whole tune. I loved it. Just the electronic, the alternative, just that all that stuff kind of just mixed into one just giant ball of awesomeness. <laughs> Oh, thank you. Gosh, that's that's high praise. Mate, I I I've just um I've just tried to summarize my feelings in a tweet. <laughs> it doesn't quite doesn't it's not you know there's <laughs> not enough room. Um, but basically, I think that's a great example of exactly what I was talking about a minute ago, right? So you've got the you know you can just listen to that. Yeah, yeah that's catchy. It's, it's got you know it's hooky. It's energetic. It's kind of it's a bit hard hitting. The breakdowns fantastic at that. I mean, there's a couple of that that big breakdowns amazing. Um, but then if you listen to it like on that other level, it's kind of like oh, it's actually really powerful. It kind of you know makes you. It's got real emotion in it. Like your vocals, man, are just. I love your vocals because I mean I've said before to you and on the show several times. I I mean I can't sing. At all. <laughs> I went to an open mic night on Thursday night for a bit of a laugh, and um, I accidentally drank too much and they put me on last. <laughs> and I mean not only could I not sing, I couldn't even remember. I was I was in the cover. I couldn't remember the lyrics. I was like, I worked out I hadn't played the song since two thousand and seven, so I'm going to blame partly on that. But it's just like, <laughs> it makes you think. Shit, I've, you know, I've been doing this for a long time, but I can't even string together someone else's song. So I do, I do always appreciate people with great voices. But I just love the emotion in it, man. I think it's really, really cool. Uh, brilliant track. I'm really looking forward to hearing all twenty four tracks. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry it's taking so long. It's, oh man. It's, yeah, get on with it. That'd be you know. <laughs> no, it, um, in the past I had, I've produced, recorded, engineered, and obviously programmed, etc. everything. And, but I've had like collaborators within the mix process a little, I, I do like 80% of the mix and then have them kind of like finalize it. So I had like a team and just things didn't work out this time around. So I've been going like 100% and it's awesome because everything is turning out exactly as I want it to. Like every little, like, the hi-hat has to automate up, you know, 0.1 dB, like, in this section. So, like, so I'm kind of, like, Chinese democracy it, but I promise, like, <laughs> but, you know, it's, like, working till 5 a.m. trying to get the kick to, like, like, for Wound, for example, I spent, like, maybe three days straight, like, trying to get the side chaining to be perfect because, you know, you want it to breathe, and that was kind of, like, yeah. So that's, um, I, yeah, if left to my own devices, it will never end. <laughs> <laughs> when, did, did I ask you this before? I probably did, but when is a song finished? Is it finished when it's recorded or does it still evolve after that for you? Uh, what did, what did, um, what did Jared Leto say? You never really finish a song, you just abandon it. And that's kind of an apt sort of like <laughs> thing. Usually I just know like a lot of it is done on, intuition and feel and you just kind of like you just know like for me like a lot of this stuff isn't really calculated like even like what why did I choose to do this I don't know like I genuinely it just happens like even the lyrics like I don't think and go like oh what what should this be it's just like a subconscious sort of like like summer nights was written in like 10 minutes like that kind of sort of thing like and a lot of those songs kind of end up that way and as far as the process that's what an kind of bumps me out with all these people saying like 
well, don't make albums anymore. It's like, well, a lot of what people consider to be the singles were written like the last song of the record. Like Summer Nights was the second to last song done for Parkway and Seven Days, same goes for Masochist. It was like the last song I did. And if I hadn't, if I had just been like, well, I'm just recording one song, then I would have never gotten to any of those songs. Like there's a purpose to, at least if you make albums and that's a whole other thing. But yeah, so I'm not sure if that was answers your original question. <laughs> but yeah, I can't remember what the original question was. I just enjoyed listening to your voice. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> um, Bainsy, shall I ask my silly question or do you want to ask a question? No, no worries. Go for the silly question. All right. It's not silly, silly, but I did, you know, because it's our 100th episode, I mean, I always ask some things silly, <laughs> but um, because it's our 100th episode, I said, look, they just put out on various social media things. Um, if you want to ask us, I don't know who these are directed at, so I'm just going to ask you, but you know, maybe me and Bainsy will answer these as well. Um, but I, I got, uh, I think, eight responses. You know, I only did it sort of an hour ago, so that's not bad. I'm not that popular. Um, <laughs> so I thought I'd pick one uh, for you that just came in just before we went on air, um, which is from our good friend Operation Neptune's Beer. He said, if it was raining mm, bacon, bacon, how many wheelbarrows would you fill? <laughs> I assume it means how many wheelbarrows would you fill with bacon? Yeah, I, I, like <laughs> like bacon, so not pigs. Uh, so not the actual pig. I'm like, are we feeding the pigs or are we <laughs> actually like? Because I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to be mean to the pigs. Um, <laughs> gosh, I I feel like this is like reminding me of the SATs. I really don't want to like. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I guess Harry, I'll Harry, if you have a below fourteen hundred, you're out. <laughs> I guess I'll pick eight because my new album has eight songs, so we'll go with that. One wheelbarrow per song. Yeah. Wow. Cool. Bonesy, how many wheelbarrows? Oh man, I don't, I don't know because because Kim and I have bacon every weekend, and 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 sort of the dogs. So um, I don't know, man. Like. 10 at least. Where are you guys going to keep all these wheelbarrows? I mean, I don't even own a wheelbarrow, so I was thinking, I just fill up a bucket and I can probably well, shove I, it. In I, I don't either at this point, but I will at some point in the future. So. <laughs> yeah, but you never know. If it starts raining bacon tomorrow, yeah. you'll be like, damn, I haven't got my 10 wheelbarrows. I'll stick, my arms, out. I'll stick my arms out and catch it. Come on. It'll be a mess, you know what I mean? <laughs> it doesn't actually state what kind of state the, the bacon is in. So if it was frozen bacon, that would just be painful. Yeah. That would just be slamming yeah. it on the head. Ah. <laughs> that wouldn't be fun. Um, but really to your hurts. point about the pigs, I kind of, it, it, see, in my um, twisted little happy world, I kind of saw it as, you know, the, the, the pigs that have lived long and happy and healthy lives and, and died and gone to pig heaven uh, are giving back to the earth by raining down as bacon. Um, that was how I justified that horrible massacre, and it would not quite be the case. Man, when I saw uh, question, sorry, go ahead. No, that's like a great music video concept right there. Can I steal that? Well, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. You, you, kind you, of from, um, what was the, is it Heart-Shaped Box? That had loads of weird stuff like that in it. Well, it well no, well, they, 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 had, they had the cross, and then the little girl with the long silver hair, right, and they were in the Heart-Shaped Room with the, he had the silver jacket on. It was kind of weird, but it wasn't that bad. But I was thinking of, of uh, Green Jello, Three Little Pigs. <laughs> oh, can, can, come on. You can't tell me you can't remember Green Jello with, 
little pig, little pig, love you. No, but I hear my chin, chin, chin. Like, it was, it was so stupid, but funny and, and like really crappy music. They even admitted they were a crappy band, but it was funny nonetheless. And the video was gold. Can we just have like a, can I just sample right there, Bones doing the impression right there and put it on a song or something? Man, go for it. I'll send you the MP3. I have an MP3 app on my phone, so we're good. <laughs> Sound good. But, Amazing. Amazing. Um, what I would say just to, to round this off is that I remember going around charity shops for literally years after I first saw that um, Nirvana video, trying to find a pair of those jeans with oh, the, yeah. I think they were big green patches on the knees. And it occurred to me many years later, I was like, he probably got someone to make them, didn't he? Find a pair of jeans. But I can't say, so I never had it. I, I, I asked my mom to make me the silver jacket. <laughs> nice. And, nice. and and I did have the, the the striped shirt, the black and white striped shirt, and and I did, I did and I did I did have the purple Chris Nostal jeans as well. So I did, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I I yeah. I was fully into Nirvana. I mean, I did like a lot of music, but the, they were the guys, and I'll never forget the first time I heard them. And the first song I ever heard of them wasn't Nevermind. It was from Bleach. The first song I heard was Floyd the Barber. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So that that hooked me right away. I, I I've always told I'm sure I even probably told you once when you asked me what my influences were many years ago. Um, and I, I've always said, oh yeah, well like I really when I heard Nirvana it like changed my life. And I'm, and the first album I heard was Bleach. And I was speaking to my mate the other day because it was my mate James, he's the bass player in One in Five, and we grew up together and stuff. And he was like, um, I said, yeah, you introduced me to Nirvana, and he went, yeah, from the muddy banks of the Whisker. I was like. Was it? He goes, yeah, yeah. I thought I, was like, I thought it was bleach. He goes, no, nah, I didn't buy that for years. <laughs> so, <laughs> I've got it wrong. I've got my own influences wrong. For like, <laughs> how many years that is? <laughs> like, okay, cool, fair enough. So it turns out the first ever Nirvana was the live one there, the Muddy Banks of the Whisker that yeah. I had. Muddy Banks uh, was like two thousand three, like two thousand two, like right around there. Uh, I think that album came out in ninety six, but I would have got into them in about. 98 or something. I mean, I, I, I was, you know, I was in primary school when he died. I didn't know who they were. I knew who Simply Red and Led Zeppelin were because of my parents. Um, so I can sing all the words from Stars <laughs> by oh. Simply Red. And uh, I can, you know. You know what I was thinking? You know what I was thinking? I was thinking they're their best, they're, they're best of with You Know You're Right. That's what I was thinking about the Money Banks because I, I had that CD as well. So you know you're right. Oh, came yeah. out came yeah. out in roughly about 2003. Yeah, yeah. that was the one that would have been on the album. That never That's happened, right, was, exactly. Was the whole shooting himself thing. Yeah, it's kind of end of the career. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. One silly question about bacon. Thank you, Operation Neptune Sphere. Turn this into a whole thing about Nirvana. Who would have thought? <laughs> bacon Nirvana. You know, they kind of go hand in hand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know where we are now. Well, no. <laughs> oh no! Either either way, um, we're we're obviously very excited for the new album to come out. And uh, is there any more kind of like little inside tidbits you can give us, like or like little uh, teasers, maybe? Hmm. Well, uh, <laughs> uh... <laughs> I'm trying to think what I can reveal. Let's see. I'm like, <laughs> look, do I send you a new track right now or do I not? 
maybe next maybe we'll save that for next sure, week no problem. but i'd play it i'd play it on my phone but it would sound bad <laughs> here's how i premiere tracks so. yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> well um I will say that I'll give you this insight. Okay. Um, there are a lot of musical references to the first album that okay. you may or not may or may not want to catch, including one that is a, r a riff that is basically flipped on its head okay. and very connected to Parkway. So there are a lot of musical motifs that you may pick up on and lyrical references. So it's kind of yeah it's it'll be a, a musical scavenger hunt maybe right on <laughs> nice that's, you see that's a great way giving that little piece of information away is a great way to get people to go back and listen to your other um, <laughs> <laughs> i didn't think about that but see marketing every stream you get that kind of no point no 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 six cents um, I know, right? you'll get people swatting up and listening to it ready for the next one you'll be oh, you'll have ten dollars by the end of the year mate <laughs> <laughs> two cups of coffee right yeah exactly right mate the size of that cup of coffee you've got i'm surprised that's not ten dollars on its own unless it's like a false perspective on the camera i don't know <laughs> Well, Harry, uh, I want to thank you again so much for joining us tonight. Uh, we've had such a good time. And once Lizzie actually comes out, we'll have you back on the show again for that to talk about more about the album. But it's been a great time. And I really, really appreciate everything you've done for the show. We, uh, we uh, totally support you and, and are very thankful for what you've put in and uh, uh, aided for the show. I really, really appreciate it, Bones and Mike. Um, as I've told people privately, I kind of view you guys as the new John Peels of music. And it, I, I genu genuinely do because, you know, music right now is kind of a rich kid's game. Uh, right. You look at all the pop stars and the, any popular musical artists of the past five to ten years, and they're, if you actually trace them back, they're all kind of wealthy people. And that's kind of unfortunate because I feel like the working class and the middle class are traditionally made the most compelling music. And you guys really give voice to, you know, a lot of artists who don't, you know, who are kind of ignored, not so much because of their work lacks any quality, but rather because, you know, as Mike said, three major labels actually have more control than they did in the past. And that's something right. that I think a lot of people don't consider. And it's why a show like NMS really should be supported and shared and cherished because, you know, it there really isn't anything else like it out there. And so I really just from the bottom of my heart appreciate you guys for not only just listening and but sharing music with other people and it's really it I know it's cliche but it's meant the world to me and I it's always fantastic to speak with you guys and you know, you're you're both great musicians in your own right, but you're also wonderful people. So I, I really appreciate it. Well, it's, it's, oh man, I don't know what to say to that. Yeah, I was say, it's definitely <laughs> our, our pleasure by 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 every means possible. Mate, uh, absolute pleasure. You're an absolute star. We appreciate your support. Um, my head is far too big to uh, <laughs> walk out the door at any point this evening. So, <laughs> <laughs> someone like starts, I don't know, insulting me on Twitter or something, so I'm going to bed later. But, um, <laughs> 
Mate, really appreciate it. Thank you very much for coming on and celebrating our 100th show. Hey, happy anniversary. Appreciate Thank it, you guys. so much, Harry. Have a great Perfect. night, buddy. Thank you too, guys. Have a great night. Bye. Bye. Okay, Mike's going to have to call me back in just one moment here, and we'll get him. And just trust me, um, we'll get him back here just because of the way it works here with Skype. But uh, anyways, th that was Harry from Ill Advised, and uh, a great interview about his new album, Lizio. Hello, Mike. Hello. Okay, so I got you back here. That was my I did that on purpose, so I hung up to get you back here. So a big thank you to Harry from Hill Advised, who is ill advised, uh, to talk about his new album coming out like middle of February. But what a great time that was and always very gracious and a, a very good person and man he's always got a, a good amount of stuff to say. Mate, he's an absolute star, and uh, I, I must confess, I really wasn't expecting me uh, uh, to feel so emotional at the end. Of that. I know, I know. Eh? <laughs> it's not about us. We, we can only do what we do because other people like you come out and make music. So, no, what a star, what a legend. I'm really glad that the timing of that worked out with the um, you know, new album coming imminently and the preview of the new single and our 100th episode for all the support and everything. Um, obviously, he's, he's shown us and... Uh, and obviously, we're big fans of his. I think that was a brilliant interview to have on tonight. And what, a, what an absolutely lovely guy to talk to. I could talk to him for hours. And just the sound of his voice is just mesmerizing sometimes. Uh, well, we will have him back on again once Lizia comes out. And speaking of which, man, we got some good stuff coming up. On the 26th, we have another double bill. So first up, we have Terry Ritz from Cute Cliche. Talk about the new EP that's coming out uh, pretty much yeah. that weekend. And then right after him for part two, we have Nate who is Shape of the Sun. His new EP, Optimistic Eyes, is out today. Uh, so you can get it, grab that on pretty much all the major platforms, so Spotify, iTunes, uh, Bandcamp, the whole thing. So we'll be talking to him that day about the new EP as well. And this time, Mike will get to join in because the last uh, time you didn't get a chance to join in because we joined in the middle of the week. But he'll be on for NMS for part two, so we'll have that as well. And after that, uh, Em and I are going to see Nimue. So it's going to be a very busy night, but a, a, a very rocking evening. Let, let me tell you. Man, that's gonna be a great night. <laughs> so uh, we are gonna get in touch with our good buddy, uh, Mr. Stuart Clack Lewis from the Premium Blend Radio Show in a few minutes here. Uh, Mike, I'm not sure if uh, you've you've texted him or what's going on because I know he'll he's at a show right now or should be home soon. Uh, yeah, I've had a little chat with him. I'll tell you off air if you want to play a track and we'll okay. uh, yep. we'll, we'll work out a plan. For sure. So here we go with our newest single from Jupiter and Velvet. This one's called Take Control. Dig this.
Right on. Jupiter in Velvet with Take Control. That's a brand new single. Uh, he mentioned to us last week, but just sent the picture and said the, the MP3 by accident. It happened, so we have it for this week. But a great song. Uh, another crazy just mix of different types of music. Uh, 70s, 80s, 90s, and 2000s between the, the, the vocals and the mix and the, the, the tonality and, and just, just different organization of the song. It's always tripped out and a lot of fun. Did that song remind you of Mother Love Bane? Or was mm. that just me? No, you're absolutely right. Completely forgot about that. That's a good point. It's just got a massive Mother Love Bone vibe going on for me, which I adore. <laughs> having a lovely time listening to that. Yeah, no, that's a banging track. He always does, you know, amazing stuff. Everything he puts out there is just like, wow. And, and he just keeps going, 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 which I absolutely love. And that's a great new track. And um, yeah, I just think he's, I think he's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's quality, mate. Very cool. Well, next up, we have a brand new song by Cyanide Sunday, and their new album comes out on January 26th, so next Saturday, or is it next Saturday or the Saturday after? Uh, Couple. No, that is next Saturday, yeah. Okay, so yeah. So um, there you go, and the song's called The Rebound. Dig this.
right on. That was Cyanide Sunday with The Rebound. The new album is due out, I'm pretty sure, January 26th. It's a great tune, man. It sends a bunch of great tunes, and this one just rocks. Can't wait for the album to come out. And uh, we just tried to hook up with Stewart and Pebbles, and uh, we got them uh, on Skype, but couldn't hear them, so we're going to try to fix that problem in just a moment here. But what a great tune, man. That was uh, proper dirty rock and roll. Proper filthy rock and roll yeah, right there, buddy. man. Proper filthy, proper dirty. I absolutely love it. That was so heavy at the end as well. It's just like banging away. Come on, getting. I love these guys. I'm really, really looking forward to uh, um, to, to hearing the full release. And just, I think they're massive and amazing, and they've always been really good. Um, and yeah, it's, it's great to hear some new tracks, man. I love it. So are we gonna try and get Stu on here again? See what goes on. I think he's rebooting, so we okay. might as well keep going, and then I'll message him when he's back on. All right, right. sounds good. Me. So our next up uh, is a brand new song, and I, I really enjoy this artist, and he's been around for a number of years, been very good at the show as well. It's an artist out of Ireland. Named, his name is Des McCalmont. This one's called Gemini. Dig this.
McCalmont with Gemini. You know, that's the first uh, Des McCalmont song we've got in a long time, but man, was it ever good. And uh, just thinking about that, uh, just uh, speaking of Des McCalmont, another guy who's uh, great to ours is, is a, is a ba- bazing guitar. And he started like our page the other day too, and he he's playing it on the wild, but we should play his stuff again because it's great stuff. But Des McCalmont, man, what can you say about this guy? He's got a great, great vocals and just very, very good guitars, and he can. Kind of spin anything in, in, into, into gold. We'll put it that way, acoustically. That's beautiful. That's poetry, that is. Have you ever written poetry, Bainsey? You should start. In the past, yes. If I can find it right now, at the moment, no, but I'm sure I can at one point. So. Oh, man. You should definitely. That was just beautifully phrased. Um, <laughs> mate, yeah, I love that. I think it's very, very cool. There's like a little bit of, uh, of kind of. Um, there's a little bit of Neil Young in there. Yes. And there's a little bit of. Um, uh, oh, who was the band that did Stuck in the Middle? Oh, 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 um, um, uh, uh, uh oh. yeah, them. <laughs> uh, yeah, Mr. Go- Mr. Google Search will help us. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, there's a little bit of that kind of, you know, but that, that kind of, like, um, uh, kind of, like, folk influence rock, I suppose, um, uh, you know, that kind of, you know, early early 70s late 60s kind of style going on in there which is really cool but there's also um a little bit of um a little bit of a 90s vibe and it reminded me also of a little bit of suede bizarrely so there you go i've got a whole, whole load of stuff like that oh, there you go. <laughs> um, yeah cool tune i really enjoyed that man well you know you know i i can tell you eagles of death metal did a, did a copy did a, did a cover of stuck in the middle so oh nice yeah yeah really I, good one too at that actually so uh, I, I, I was at um uh reading festival in I think it was 2002 or 2003, I think. Um, and, I, and we were uh, sleeping in my mate's camper van, which is like an old work van. His dad used to repair washing machines. Right. And then he converted it into a camper van. But it was like a proper VW, but not like one of the really pretty <laughs> like, classic ones. It was like this old work van that he'd like right. stuck a cooker in. Yeah. Um, but I remember sitting on top of his van because we were parked and camping quite near the port loos and, um, and we got the cords for Stuck in the Middle of You and started singing, um, what was it, there's shit to the left of me and piss to the right, here I am stuck in a portaloo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, which was very amusing at the time. Uh, anyway, that's a, that's a total sidetrack. Uh, Stuart's now um, reinstalling uh, Skype. <laughs> so he'll be with us soon. Uh, he's... he's uh, he said, oh, there's two tracks. Please don't play them until I want. So I'll text you those okay. uh, in a minute. All right. Well, next up, we have a brand new one from Lemonade Kid. And the EP is not set to, do, to do, uh, be released until the 26th of January. And the EP is called Double Gum. And so is the song. This is Lemonade Kid and Double Gum. Dig this. <laughs>
back that was lemonade kid and double gum and uh i think we have Stu with us now do we not yes i'm i'm trying to connect to bluetooth on the the, the, the alexa i think i should be okay Exactly right. <laughs> it's kind of now part of the show that Skype will break at some point when we have someone on. So, in a way, I'm glad it's happened because it, it, it's history. You know, it's it's sentimental. Yeah. <laughs> well, happy uh, happy hundredth show, and uh, I'm glad I've joined the party. Yeah, right. Eh? <laughs> well, thank you very much. It's been a wild ride so far, to say the least. I can hardly hear you. I'm just waiting for my Alexa to sort things out. And uh, I hope I'll be able to hear you. Bloody technology. What's the world like, eh? It was, it was well, simpler when we... It, the funny thing is, is, is Kim and I have Alexa too. We just haven't set it up yet. We even have a smart plug, but we've been a little bit lazy about doing it. Well, I should, I, said, I should say, I've been a little bit lazy about doing it because she has no idea how to do that stuff, so... And that's not knocking against her. She honestly admits it goes, you know what? This, this, this stuff is, is like, like geoscience to me. I have no idea. So, I'll tell you a true story. Oh, here I'm you not go. allowed Alexa in my house. <laughs> and the reason I'm not allowed Alexa in my house is because my wife believes it will turn into Skynet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so she is quite confident that that is opening the door to 
Terminator 2, basically. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, we're not having it. <laughs> I'm like, all right, fair enough. But one day when she's, you know, out, I'll, I'll just buy it. Yeah. Well, well, actually, actually, my, my, my sister actually bought it for us for Christmas, so we didn't actually go out and buy it. I was bought it for us. Yeah. I'm just going to do it just because, you know, I want to talk to a robot. <laughs> just talk to Siri. <laughs> no, what I really want to do, actually, is I want to kind of learn some random Alexa commands and then just say them at various points during the show. Just so that if anyone's listening, suddenly they're, you know, if they're listening on speakers, suddenly their house, you know, does something weird because I've set some command off. That's, that's my goal in life. That's not a good goal, is it? Well, it's not a bad goal. Echo. Got a big echo there. Is that Alexa? Yes, I think so. I mean, it's hardly Skynet, is it? They can't even connect to Blue Jeans, but... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, though. One day. One day. What have we got next, Bainsey? Oh, man, man. Next up, we have a brand new one from Wild Horse. This one's called The Romantic Tales of Mr. Shy. And I think we've all been there. So here we go with Wild Horse and The Romantic Tales of Mr. Shy. Dig this. <laughs>
on, that was Wild Horse with the Romantic Tale of Mr. Shy. And man, uh, we've said this many, many times. The, these kids are awesome. They sound like uh, pretty much a New Age Rolling Stones and uh, just very talented and straight to the point. Great recording and just good organization, good composition of the songs. Great tune. Mate, they are such a good band. I mean, they're so good. They've turned me into a cliche of myself because every time, every time we play them, I go, "They sound even better than they did the last time." But it's true, they do. They just keep getting better and better and better. And it's amazing hearing someone's musical journey progress like that from guys that were very, very young when we first played them to guys that are ever so slightly older but still very young now. <laughs> and it's going to be amazing to hear them over the next three years, five years, ten years. Absolutely outstanding. Uh, I love them. I love them. I love them. Stu? Stu, are you going to weigh in on us? Well, if you can hear me, yes. Uh, I think Wild Horse have really grown. They've just got better and better and better, to be honest, uh, and their album has been absolutely fantastic, and this track is absolutely no different. They've, they've really come to, to, to age with it, and it's a fantastic track. I'm even going to play this next week. It's a great, great track. I really like it, and I think World Horse are on the up, definitely for this one. Uh, fantastic. Love that track. I could not agree with you more. I could not agree with you more. And shit, we've got a, a good show lined up. We can hear you all properly now. The echo isn't really that bad anymore you no longer sound like a, an early 90s jungle mc um, <laughs> can you hear me now no 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 uh, so all is good all is well we've, we're gonna have a bit of fun tonight we've got some random questions that we're gonna uh, that have been submitted that we'll ask at some point and we've got some great tunes that you submitted too are you looking forward to the show brother <laughs> do do bears shit in the woods <laughs> <laughs> So and I'm so uh, so thankful you've invited me on your hundredth show as well. I can't believe it. I feel I feel almost like I'm I'm just uh, I'm very touched and almost almost at that point where I'm gonna I'm gonna have a little little tear in my eye. It's uh, it's a very emotional point, and I can't believe it. I'm so thankful you've invited me. So thank you, thank you guys. Uh, it's uh, I'm really looking forward to it. It's gonna be absolutely awesome. It's our pleasure. We appreciate all the support you give the show. We we love you and, and uh, Premium Blend Radio Show, obviously as well. Um, as soon as you mentioned it, what drink makes you emotional? Uh, well, at the moment, it's uh, it's still out of Artois, but uh, <laughs> to be honest, I'm not really that fussy. So, <laughs> I think I think I only ever really get emotional um, when I drink uh, either too much red wine uh, or if I drink. Um, like if I mix whiskies, then for some reason I get really over emotional, emotional drunk. I, just, uh, I don't know why. Just to, just tap. We... Sorry, just tap on that, Kim. What's mine? For emotional, yeah. Speak up. I, I the, the, the her answer is I, I, if you can bring here to I don't know JP, which is just just one of the whiskies, a Canadian whiskey. So, but <laughs> let, 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 let me either hand or hip button. I don't know, DP maybe. I, kind of... <laughs> I think we all have a drink. We all have one drink where if you drink too much of it or if it's just a bad night and you have to be drinking that drink, that's the one that just, you know, you end up crying in the corner on your mate's shoulder. <laughs> you know, talking about all those moments. You know, you know, you have those moments in life where you really put your foot in it. You know, you just, you, you know, you, you might be 
you know, you, you, you might see someone and you go, oh, um, uh, can you stand up for a second? And they are, and they're really short. You know what I mean? Something, <laughs> something like that. You get, you know, obviously, that's like a cliche. But you know what I mean? You get these like moments, whatever they are in life, right? And it's, and it's when you have too much of that one drink that hits you. Everyone has their one drink, um, whichever one it is. It's when you get too much of that, and all that comes flooding back. You know, it's emotional, man. It's emotional. So I don't think tonight's going to be that kind of emotional show. No, not more. A bit, a bit. Emotional roller coaster. No, but no. You never know. <laughs> I'm on the stellar already, so who knows? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, well, a bit, a bit. We did do the hat and the nose, right? <laughs> we will, um, we will keep everyone updated if Stuart starts um, wearing a string vest <laughs> or, uh, or anything like that, drinking his Stella Artois. We'll, we'll let you know. Stella, <laughs> That's a good show. Yeah, <laughs> stick around to find out, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, next up is an artist submitted to us by Emma Scott at Plugin Baby. This is Matt Mitchell with uh, Diamond, uh, Black Diamond. And man, this is actually a great song. I should really dig this one. So, this is Matt Mitchell and Black Diamond. <laughs> Diamonds torn apart. Twinkle, twinkle, twist this up. 
right on Matt Mitchell and the Cold Hearts. That's Black Diamond. That's an awesome tune. Very blues, very such a cool riff, and just catchy the whole thing. Love the vocals, and man, I just could listen to this song plenty of times. Mate, that is deep, dark, dirty, head-banging, riffy, solo-y, proper filthy rock and roll. What a beautiful tune that is. Emma Scott's really nailed it with that one. She's really, uh, she's really done the business. That is absolutely quality. I really enjoyed that. Well, I had my head banging. I tell you, that's uh, my head exploding in my face. It was, uh, it was just awesome. What a great track. Yeah, I absolutely love that one. It was, uh, yeah, it's got, um, it's got some riffs. It's got the moths. It's just a yeah, tune. Absolute tune. All right on. So the next song, uh, uh, Stuart, we're going to let you set this one up because this is a, a submission by you. It's a Moonlight Parade and Two Wrongs. Uh, Moonlight Parade. Oh. Now, Moonlight Parade, oh my God, they're absolutely awesome. They're, they're worthy lads. They've, uh, they did their album Out of Nothing and then they released their, uh, their new uh, EP and it's absolutely fantastic. Uh, this is the uh, the the, title, well, the first track off the EP. They've had a couple of other tracks played. The one on Cumberland FM with Ryan uh, today, uh, which was uh, Crescent Moon. Uh, but we're going to play Two Wrongs. It's absolutely fantastic. Uh, they've got a fantastic sound. They kind of come on my show on the second uh, of April, if I remember rightly. Nice. Uh, play live. Absolutely love these guys. Uh, they don't. They can't seem to do anything wrong. Honestly. <laughs> there may be two wrongs, but they do nothing wrong. Absolutely nothing wrong. I love this track. Right on. So here we go with Moonlight Parade and Two Wrongs. Dig this. No. 
Going on, Moonlight Parade with Two Wrongs. That was courtesy of Stuart from Sing It, Sing it To Us as well. And uh, <clears throat> great tune, a little flow of it, mellow but trippy at the same time. And earlier on, if you've uh, been paying attention to Twitter, uh, Stuart made a, a, a cheesy little joke about uh, one wrong, uh, two wrongs are better than one wrong. So, <laughs> about the song. But anyway, great tune, loved it. Uh, I can't wait for more stuff from them. Mate, they're a quality band. Um, I, I, I hadn't heard them before uh, until recently. Um, oh, I can't think where. It, maybe it was on the Premium Blim radio show. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Quite possibly was, actually, thinking about yeah. it. But yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't heard them until relatively recently. And I was kind of struck by them. I thought they were really, really good. But um, yeah, I think what's really cool, um, I was sort of looking them up. Um, Oh, what was it yesterday maybe I lose track of the days to be honest with you um, but it just kind of the way they described it was kind of like you know bedroom music and I thought well, if you can do that in your bedroom that's pretty impressive <laughs> <laughs> that's really cool I absolutely love it when bands like you know play themselves now like, yeah we just uh, you know have a good laugh in your bedroom it's like sound fucking quality mate <laughs> um, yeah, really really good band I really really um, enjoy them I think musically yeah, the musicality of it is absolutely excellent and musically they're brilliant yeah quality good choice Mr. Clat Lewis Bye. This uh, comes as standard from my uh, my <laughs> end of the bargain, you know. So, uh, well, that comes off their Bright Lights EP, uh, and I met them on uh, just before Christmas, and uh, they're, they're the nicest bunch of guys you could possibly meet. Uh, we had a few beers, uh, absolutely cracking lads. Uh, they got me to pick their, their, their the choice of their EP and in the, the, the running order. Uh, right. so hopefully, it, it, it's a, it sounds pretty good. And I, well, I, I think personally it does because I picked it. But uh, they're just they're just absolutely cracking lads. They uh, they do uh, they they sort of, uh, they they just put things together and it just they just have this sound that I just so it just gets you. It's, it's infectious. It really is just infectious, uh, and I love it. I, I absolutely love it, and I will champion them to the day I die. Uh, I love <laughs> Moonlight Parade, and I put it out there. Hashtag just saying. <laughs> Brilliant. Right, Stu, I've got uh, well, I've got a question for both of you guys that's come in. Uh, so I said to people, look, it's our hundredth episode. Ask us anything, and we'll do our best to answer as many as we can. Uh, Stu, at first, what's your favourite Wham single? Wham single. Oh. Young Guns. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's my manager speaking. Yeah. yeah. She's got a hand up my asshole, and she's working my mouth, as you can see. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, Young Guns, I guess, yes. I've never heard it, but yes, apparently that's my favourite, so yes. Excellent. Bones, have you got a favourite Wham track? Oh, man, I, I, don't, I don't know. Like, not, 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 not really a big fan of the 80s, just generally speaking. <laughs> <laughs> so, you get your manager to speak for you. It seems to uh, work the trick for me on my end. So. And, and what's your favourite Wham single? I, I don't know Wham. Are you sure? Yeah. yeah uh, she's like... I don't, Really? Like, wake, wake, me up, wake me up before you go-go? No? Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, okay. So, uh, so um, apparently, apparently Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go is our favorite Wayne song. So. <laughs> Great. I'm sitting there on my own, so I, I'm going to have to manage myself. I probably would have said Wake Up Before You Go-Go. I'm going to go with Wham Rap, just, just to be different. <laughs> I, personally, I prefer Wang Chung, but you know, so... <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Uh, that's my mate Mark, who um, is into punk and metal, so I think he's just taking the mic, really. <laughs> what a guy. Uh, but what's next? So, yeah, right. 
Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Swiftly, <laughs> I think. So, so next I up. Anything, so. Next up is a band called Scream of the Sun. The song's called The Battle. Dig this.
Scream of the Sun with The Battle. Man, that was a trip out, tripped out masterpiece. I mean, it had a good flow, good vocals, followed it very, very well, and this, the pitches were, were great. What a great tune that was. Mate, fantastic tune. Another really atmospheric, really big sounding tune, which I love. I love those kind of driving, you know, big sounding tunes. Is a, is a, you know, I just, I love that kind of music. I think it's really, really cool. Um, vocally, they're brilliant. They're musically, the kind of soundscape um, reminded me of uh, Co Descending, who I'm really hoping they're going to. Um, bring out some new stuff soon because that last EP that dropped was amazing um, and it also reminds me a bit of Elbow who I absolutely love they're one of the best live bands around Elbow um, the only problem with them is they, you know, their albums are good but they're never as good as live because they're so good right. live um, but yeah fantastic really really good tune love that yes absolutely fantastic I, I love Screams from the Sun they, uh, they sent over their last track which is a Night Dream I believe absolutely fantastic and this just continues from where they left off uh, it was only released on the 7th of January, and they're going to be heading down to Brighton as well uh, the next next month or so. Uh, so I'm going to go over and see them, go and check them out uh, live. Uh, they're absolutely fantastic. They, um, they they just seem to have this awesome sound. They just seem to make it a, a bigger sound than just the duo. There's only two of them, and yet they seem to have this bigger, bigger sound than just the duo. Uh, so, yeah, I really want to go and check them out live. There are another ones on my, uh, my hit list for 2019. There's must-see live. Yeah, and Screams from the Sun, they're on the list. So, yeah, we're going to check them out. Absolutely fantastic. There's two of them, but due to some sort of accident, they've got 15 hands, I assume, between them. <laughs> well, 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 that is uh, that is my word, but, you know, whether that's true or not, I need to go and check it out live to find out. You know, so. <laughs> that's amazing. I had no idea there was any two of them. Um, we've got a question from our good friend Mark Stack. He says, can you ride a tandem? <laughs> I've never tried. Yes. I guess. Uh, only when I've been drinking Stella Artois. What, what I would say to that is, I'd imagine it's just like riding a bike. <laughs> Zing. You know, I've always fancied getting a tandem. I've always wanted to get a tandem for some reason. So it's a bit of a strange thing. But yes, I quite fancy it. Are you up to so, anyone that wants to ride tandem with me, please drop me a message. I think, you know, Kate and I have been together 10 years, and I think based on, you know, we can't build IKEA furniture together. I don't think we should ride a bike together. So, um, <clears throat> we, we, we've learned when to stay apart and when to stay together. <laughs> I don't think tandem riding's on the agenda for us. <laughs> the only other option is that you put her in the front in some lycra shorts and just go for the cheap thrill. Oh, man, she had to say that. Yeah, <laughs> that's what that's what one pebbles in for. <laughs> Bainsy. Bainsy, can you ride a tandem? Uh, I can, but let's get back to the music. This is a new Shotgun Twenty One song. This is Ivory Snow, and this is live. Take this. Oh boy. Uh, this next one's called Ivory Snow, and it's not about drugs. <laughs>
Gun 21 with Ivory Snow, which was live. That was a great tune. I really enjoyed it. Uh, the live version was, was pretty badass. Like uh, You can't expect anything less from uh, Brian Poole and Shotgun 21. Excuse me. Mate, 
Mate, Shotgun 21 is such an amazing band. I am pretty sure, although I'm going to have to uh, possibly go and look it up, I'm pretty certain um, that that, in fact it is because I've just seen the message, that is a live recording from this year's Off The Record Independent Music Festival in Brighton. Nice. Hey. Uh, absolutely hey. That plug-in, uh, but I'm obviously more thrilled that uh, uh-huh. they've done that because it goes to show the quality of the bands that we put on at that particular show. Um, and of course, it's good timing because Stuart's here and Stuart's going to be running the second stage at this year's show as well. We're going to be up for a pint in the next couple of weeks and discuss how on earth we do this. It's going to be good fun. So yeah, I, I love Shotgun 21. As everyone knows, uh, they're one of my go-to bands. Uh, if there's ever room at the end of a, a New Music Saturday show, I often and go, oh, Bonesy, stick a shotgun 21 mm-hmm. Um Absolutely love them. Brilliant band. Really, really talented. And how tight was that for a live recording? Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it was really tight. Really tight. It was a really good recording. Uh, and that shows the quality of the band. That they Obviously, they, they've got it down. They've got it nailed down. Uh, it's a great track. And it was, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, you can't go wrong with Shotgun 21. You cannot go wrong. Absolutely agree. Can I make a little announcement, Bonesy? Go for it. So... I've been tracking, as you know, because I've been texting you all week, <laughs> um, I've been tracking our stats quite closely because we've like, started going at it in earnest with putting yep. stuff on Spotify and iTunes and all this sort of stuff. And it, um, this anchor thing that we use it to do it like, um, rolls up all the stats. So uh, not including any of the live plays or anything off of our website, 334 people listened to last week's show. That's amazing. That's pretty banging, I think. I'm quite impressed with that. No, that, that, that's, that, that's, that's crazy. No I can't believe it. Sorry, second. I said that's crazy, man. I can't believe it. Yeah, it's kind of mental, and I don't really know where they're listening to it, to be honest, because uh, most of them appear to be listening to it, and it just says other. I don't know what platform other is. So <laughs> <laughs> it goes out on about 10. But uh, yeah, absolutely delighted. So thank you to everyone uh, who is listening, will listen, has listened, has a lovely time, tweets, comments, sends me random messages of abuse. Uh, appreciate all of your support and, and love. Uh, moving on to the music. Right on. Well, next up, we've got one of our personal favorites. This is off their brand new EP. It's a self-titled EP. This is Crushed by Pimps. This is Margot Goes Boho. Dig this. Transcendental meditation. It involves thinking about a personal mantra to clear your subconscious. I drink hot water and lemon, then have porridge for breakfast with almond milk and honey. I've got a sweet tooth. 11 a.m. pre-New York shopping in Marlon High Street. I buy Tabitha Simmons ballet flats and a jacket from Matches.
Pimps, Margaret goes boho. Ha ha ha, genius. One line we all remember and know from that song, and what a great tune, and what a great EP this is. And uh, that was uh, M and I's uh, a road trip uh, um, EP for our trip to Niagara Falls in November. So, uh, yeah, a great EP, and these guys know how to do it, and they're formerly of Mr. Susan, but great tune and great EP. Loved it. Hey, absolutely fantastic. I mean, I've said it loads of times before. It's just the creativity in that song and in that whole album and just the, the, the sort of journey it takes you on almost and the, um, all the different bits and all the different layers in the songs and all that. It really is something quite special and that's like their first album. So Christ knows what the rest of it will be like. It'll just get better and better, I'd imagine. But yeah, brilliant, brilliant songwriters. Nice bit of uh, uh, wit and... Um, uh, combined with kind of you know, there's these underlying serious and sometimes quite dark messages on that album, but it's all kind of quite funny and jaunty. And I really like that blend. I <laughs> think that's really cool. What do you think, Steve? Yeah, well, I think that seems to work. It's uh, they've definitely got the right uh, the, the skill writing, uh, songwriting skills there. Yeah, they seem to have uh, the right sort of tunes. It's, it just hits hits the nail on the head. It definitely has that that edge about it, uh, and it's kind of uh, it's kind of it's kind of dirty, yeah. but you kind of like it as well. And I quite like that. That's that's what I quite like about Crushed by Pimps. They seem to just have that sort of nailed down, and it's it's yeah, it works. I love it. Yeah, good well, track. I, I tell you, uh, although Mike couldn't make it because of work, uh, uh, Ben and Christian, who were part of Mr. Susan as well, are always fun guys to talk to, and they always have something kind of crazy and funny to say. But uh, yeah, <clears throat> it's no surprise that, that that this band came out and they're as good as they are right now. So uh, very very much like them. So the next one I'm going to get up to is a guy named Ron Bowes. This one's called Say What You Want to Say. Dig this.
Right on. That was Ron Bowes. Say what you want to say, man. That was kind of blues rock at its best. Like, really, that was the, the, the lyrics and vocals were awesome. Like, a very, very catchy hook. Great tune. Yeah, he's a very, very talented um, guitar player, Mr. Bowes. I do think he's uh, he's pretty solid. You know, you watch some of the videos of him strumming along, and he makes it look very, very easy. Um Mind having said that, the music videos, maybe he's mine. I don't know, but anyway, he looks really... <laughs> maybe I've set myself up for a fool there, but he looks brilliant and he sounds fantastic whatever way you look at it. Um, yeah, he's uh, he's absolutely brilliant um, musically. I love his voice. I love some of the... He does some real, like, classic rock um, kind of, you know, I, I, I suppose uh, traditional themes within his music, which I right. think sometimes is missing because sometimes people go too far or you know you get a lot of stuff that's very obscure or a lot of stuff that's very um you know in moment this sort of thing but i like the fact that someone's out there going well actually there's loads of really cool sort of classic themes that i want to bring into my music as well and he does that really really well um which is cool the only other time i've heard people do that it might sound a bit cheesy and he manages to circumnavigate the cheesiness and make it sound <laughs> cool so he's walking a line there and he's doing it very well he's a good lad as well lots of promotion for the show and we appreciate it happy 100th to you mr bose as well yeah, he certainly seems to have a formula, and it seems to seems to work for him for sure. That's um, another great track from him. Because uh, I listen to his stuff via your show, and you you play him quite a bit, and he seems to have this uh, this great formula that seems to work, and it's yeah, it's good stuff. It's uh, I quite like it. It's um, it's got uh, it's got a catchy edge to it. It's yeah, and and the, the guitars always seem to yeah, he's definitely got that he's got that guitar thing down to a down to a fine art, I tell you. So, uh, yeah, 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 good stuff. Quite like Ron D. Bowles. Yeah, good, good stuff. He's right a good on. lad. Um, guys, I forgot to I forgot to say. So, when we played Crushed by Pimps, yeah, um, it would have been the perfect segue because one of the people that sent us a question for the show was Christian from Crushed by Pimps. Oh, right. So I should ask it now. So it's more for me and you, Bonesy, I think. Um, but sure, you can jump in on this as well. Uh, so he says, um, well, actually, I'll read the whole thing. Uh, Rather than just the question, he says, firstly, massive uh, congrats on hitting a ton. So, yeah, thank you. Uh, secondly, when's the NMS Presents DIY gig franchise coming? Uh -huh. Seems like some of the bands on the show could do with hooking up with each other and putting some gigs on. A shout for publicising the show as well. Massive love and props to you all from Crushed by Pimps. So, my feeling on that is... If a band wants to put on a show yeah. and they think it will help in any way to stick uh, mine or your faces or indeed our logo or anything else on the poster, fucking go for it. You have yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, whether or not it will help, it's debatable. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't put yourself down, guys. <laughs> Maybe, mate. Um, legends in the field. <laughs> but you know, I, like I've seen people put quotes from us on on posters and on their websites and stuff, which is always um, nice to see because it works both ways. It's nice that we've got information across as well. Um, but I don't know. I I, I don't think um, you know. There's, it'd be difficult for me to get over to Canada once a month to well, help Bainsey put on an NMS gig. Uh, <laughs> it'd be difficult for him to come over here. Uh, unfortunately, yes. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, there is a bit of a divide, but I do think, you know, maybe there is some sort of community thing, you know, um, obviously Stuart and I are putting on the show later in the year and I'll put my own on the stuff. So I think from my point of view, the answer today is if anyone wants any help or advice or extra promotion on that, I'm happy to to share my experience. Um, my answers aren't always the right ones. I don't think there are right ones necessarily, but I'll always share 
and what I know and what I've learned um, in, when it comes to DIY gigs. But um, and they can always use our stuff. What do you think, Bainsy? Well. No, I was going to say, remember, Skype is a wonderful thing, so we can always connect via the internet, so it doesn't have to be face-to-face or, or right next to each other, which would be awesome, but, you know, logistics don't always work in our favor, but that's what we have all the technology for, so we can always hook up properly and try to do what we can, because Em and I, are, are, our goal is to be in the UK, uh, in Brighton, specifically this September, so uh, we're, we're, we're looking for a show, too, and her words, ha, 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 ha. I I I I I I can't get kind of kind of giggling like look at me. I'm gonna kill you in a second here. But yeah, look, I think the logistics of putting on a gig, you know, um, right. I, I don't need any more admin, um, I, you know, as much as I'd love to support and do more stuff, I've, I've done it before, I, it, you know, I don't want to be putting on stuff regularly, but people didn't then get a boost either by coming on the show or getting us to mention the gig or, like I say, if they want to use our logo right. or say that we endorse them or whatever, it's all good as far as I'm concerned, so um, yeah, if you've got an idea and you think we can help with it, let us know and we'll help in whatever way we can, I think. Yeah, well, I totally agree with that. To be honest, uh, I think that you, um, if you if you all help each other uh, and you kind of work with each other, then I think it, it only makes everything bigger and better. And that's uh, if you put uh, your effort into playing their stuff, and then they then want to use you as part of that and to get their word out there, then I, it only works. You know, I, I I help I help bands, bands help me. It all goes round and round and share the love. And if you ever need someone to sort your track listing out, we've learned tonight that Stuart is the man. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> well, you, 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 you got to compete with me here, Stuart. So you know. Uh, we want to. You, you got to let me know when you're coming over in September, because obviously I want to make sure I get a good band in. Yeah. So when you guys come in, that I've got some some nice cream of the crop to come in when you're there. You see. Uh, that'll that'll be a lot of fun. We'll definitely let you know. We're gonna we'll nail it down uh, soon enough. But until then, we'll get to our last song for part one here. And the last song of the night for part one is a large name, Lola Black. This one's called Hot Enough. Dig this.
Love Black with Hot Enough. That was a fantastic rockin' tune, man. She's got such a powerful voice. Like, just, that was brute rock and roll and awesome, man. Mate, it was, it had that, did you say brutal? Because it did have some brutality in there, which I absolutely loved. It really was proper. I mean, what a mix we've had on part one already. We had, you know, brilliant um, interview and just like, listening to Harry's dulcet tones. You know, I could be the man crush on Harry the Mountain Man. Hashtag Mike Fye's man crush. Yeah, he's such an inspirational guy. He's absolutely brilliant. But, you know, having a chat, listening to him, playing some proper filthy rock and roll, we mix in some kind of trippy and weirdy stuff in the middle there, and then it's come out with that banger at the end is just absolutely fantastic and part two is looking just as cracking mate i'm really really enjoying our 100th birthday is it a birthday or is it an anniversary i don't know um but i'm, I'm having a lovely time i hope you boys are too oh oh fucking right <laughs> <laughs> you haven't seen the tissues on the floor i'll tell you yeah <laughs> right, yes over, overcome with emotion yes <laughs> oh i wasn't expecting that <laughs> Someone's going to say that's what she said at some point. Yeah, 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 yeah. Phrasing, I was thinking more likely. Like. <laughs> and, man, there's at least two or three times a day, I guess, as a, as a uh, phrasing, and Kim's like, yes, I heard what he said. <laughs> <laughs> I just started saying phrasing at work, and for ages, like, I'd say just, I'd say it for like a year. Just, you know, because people come out with stuff, I'm like phrasing. And then <laughs> only recently did someone go, Oh, Archer as well. I was like, oh, brilliant. Someone actually gets on to work. Finally. Yeah. Oh, man. So much deep right. in the workplace. It's just <laughs> Phrasing, but all right. <laughs> uh, so we're going to take a, a quick break here, and we'll be back with part two in about uh, five, ten minutes. Until then, this has been Dr. Bones, Mike Five, and Stuart Lewis from Premium Blend Radio Show, and Pebbles laughing in the background. So we'll be back in about five, ten minutes for part two of NMS 100th episode. Till then, we'll be right back. Bones out. For the smart savers, the ones who squirrel away for a rainy day, for getting the best price and spotting a deal. What a steal. Browsing for bargains day and night, shopping around on comparison sites. For everyone in bidding mode who loves a free download or a two-for-one voucher code. For everyone who wants a great deal. Choose Talk Talk this January and get 30% off on limited fixed price fibre. Now just £23.50 a month for 24 months. And if you don't love your new fibre, you're free to leave anytime in your first 30 days. Talk Talk, fairer broadband for everyone. Offer in 7th of February, T's and C's apply. We know that choosing the right SUV is a big decision. That's why Kia's made it easy. So whether you want to make a statement with a stylish Sportage, own seven seats of luxury with the Sorento, have the best of both worlds with the urban crossover Stonic, or lead the charge with our self-charging Nero Hybrid. The only thing you need to decide is which SUV are you. But don't wait too long because you'll receive your first three services free if you order before the end of January. Search Kia SUV event to help you make up your mind. Conditions apply. 